Is that good? Yeah. That's enough? Yeah. Welcome back to the mom pod. I'm not going to lie to you. This feels really weird right now. Not because you're here, but because Alyssa is not here. Right. We've done it. This is episode 14. So 14 weeks, which is low-key like a lot of time. Yeah. Every week. That's quite a few episodes. Quite a few episodes. Me and Alyssa have gotten together every single time. And now you haven't. And now we haven't. Now it's just you. I'm taking your... No, no. Don't get used to it. (laughs) Don't get used to it. Okay. I'm actually like... I don't know. You'll have to prove to me whether this is fun or not. Okay. Because Alyssa and I always have fun. I think that we have a really good setup to have fun. Do you? With these questions. Okay. You haven't even seen them. No, well, you've shown me like one or two. Yeah, I asked Chance before we started recording if he wanted to see some of the questions that he was going to be asked that we are going to be asked. Right. Because last time I was like interviewing you kind of, and this time it's like... It's for both of us. It's for both of us. And he was like, no, I want to go raw. Because that's worked out for us previously. (laughs) But we're off to a great start, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do this. I need to pour myself wine. We're two wine pour-ins? Wow. Wow. So many firsts. You got it. Hold on. Don't spill. Babe, just so you know, this is a podcast, so you have to make more than just facial expressions. Right. You have to actually vocalize. I've been talking. <laughs> uh, okay, so do you want to just jump? Oh, you want to cheers these? We should. Oh my god, okay. So, my phone is, yeah, my phone is being absolutely stupid right now. So we're going to use Chance's phone. So might I just say that anyone who asks questions really just went hard in the paint. Like, there are some absolute banger questions. Excellent questions. Like, some excellent, some shocking, some why did you spell things that way. Like, we've got a lot of issues coming from these questions, but it's it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. So do you want to start with an absolute banger of a question? Or do you want to just go in, like, like softly? Just you want a soft it. one? Yeah, let's, let's ease into it. Every time I'm with Alyssa, she's like, ask the craziest one first. <laughs> Chance is like, please, I need a second. God, there's, like, literally, I was telling Katie that if I was to answer, if we were to answer every single question, it would be, like, a four-hour episode. <laughs> because it's just too much. I think I saw, like, 37 or something. <sighs> there's a lot of, like, wedding-related questions. So do you want to start with that? Sure. Okay, so here's one. How involved is Chance in the wedding planning process? Not. You answered that really quickly. Just kidding. Um, how involved am I? Well, I mean, I just found out who we invited today. Babe, <laughs> that's not true. So that should kind of... Oh my god. Listen, <laughs> Chance is involved in the wedding planning process as much as I ask him to be. And if you're planning your wedding, then you get that. Like, it's not that Chance wants to be, in, like, super involved and I'm like, no, we have to do it this way. It's that he's only really involved and I'm like, babe, what do you think about this? Or, like... I think it's mostly because we started so long ago. Yeah. That, like, I've been involved in the really important decisions and then other things, it's just been, like... I just yeah, took it like, from there. Yeah. yeah. And we, for the most part, had the same vision, yes. kind of. So, and I'm not really making a big, huge deal out of this. Like, I'm not very bridezilla. Right. So, I mean. We just decided on the cheapest option for cakes, so. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's have that conversation. Nothing but cakes. Right. Name something better. 
I personally cannot. I personally cannot either. Buntinis? I, I love bunt cakes. Are you joking? They're quite possibly. Oh, you know, hot take? You, you're doing a hot take? You know, um, the volcano at the Rainforest Cafe. Is it, it close? Might be up there. Might be up there. What if our wedding <laughs> cake was the was the volcano cake from Rainforest Cafe? Wait. With sparklers, though. With, not, just, no. not just the... Yeah, how stupid was that? Yeah. If you've been that? to the Rainforest Cafe and you've had the volcano cake where they're like, volcano! It's not, They're not allowed to do sparklers in it anymore. Right. How stupid is that? It's just some shiny... It's, no, it was one candle. One little wax... That was only because you guys said it was my birthday. No, everyone else... We were watching everyone else's volcano come in with one candle. Oh. <laughs> because they can't do sparklers because of fire codes. Oh. Well. What is that? I don't know. But yeah, our wedding. Yes. We should do a volcano bunt cake. Oh. Um. So think about that. Okay. Sit on that. Yeah. See, he's very involved in the wedding planning process. Yes. Pretty much I just toss ideas at him. Basically just a sounding board. Basically, that's kind of your role in this entire relationship. Let's start there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so next wedding pl- wedding type question is, are we doing a first look before the ceremony or a first look walking down the aisle? So first time you see me. Down the aisle. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't even know if you had thoughts about one or the other. I was very set on walk down the aisle. I have heard your thoughts, and therefore, those are my thoughts. But are they valid? Absolutely. But if I was like, oh, I want to do a first look, would you care? Not not particularly. I don't know. I don't know if I really have a strong opinion on that. Yeah. I feel like you have a really strong opinion on that, and you're not going to really change that. No, I, I considered it because, like I have said many times, the pictures and stuff is, like, a very important aspect of the wedding for me. So, like, if we had to get married at a certain time of the day because of the month and like the way the sun was setting or whatever. Yeah. And like our pictures would be shit because of that. Yeah. Then I would consider it. I think we've kind of planned. We've planned enough. really well. Yeah. yeah. I think because pictures are so important to us, most of the timing of the wedding is planned around pictures. Yeah. So I'm not really concerned about that. And you know, the magic, the magic of walking down the aisle is like a yeah. special thing. No, I think that'll be. This is my question. Okay. Are you going to cry? I'm not going to say that I am, because just in case I don't, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to. Did Daniel cry? We just went to Chance's oh. friend's wedding. I couldn't see. I was watching Naomi. Let me let me give another hot take here. Wedding hot take. I don't want everyone to stand up when I walk down the aisle. Okay. Because I couldn't see anything that was happening. I'm five foot two, and I literally, like, I saw her walk, yeah, and then I couldn't see. Yeah, I was on see, the end. Yeah. Afterwards, I was like, we should have switched. I couldn't see anything. No, I was on the end. I was touching the aisle. Oh. And I still couldn't see. Because I'm short. That's half my mom's fault and half everyone else standing up. Yeah. But I really think I don't want anyone to stand. Because I could see so well the rest of the time. Yeah. See, this is what's nice about going to other weddings is learning like that. Yeah. What other people are doing. And that's traditional, you know, but I feel like nothing we've done has ever been traditional. So whatever. Not really. <sighs> All right. I didn't really want to answer any more wedding questions. Okay. Let's Moving get... on from wedding questions. <laughs> I don't know if I should do like a super deep one or like a silly one. I feel like we're in a silly mood We're right in a now. silly mood? Okay. Here's one. Let's see if you've got something for this. Okay. Where did it go? There's so many. Okay. Here we go. Chance. What is the ultimate dad outfit? Break down the drip for us. Well, are we talking like... 
when you envision like the ultimate dad outfit like what i would wear no. or just like the okay ultimate... do both do both okay so like for me the ultimate dad outfit is some nike training. new balances for me i, I do nike. nike okay nike training so we're doing shoes. you yeah okay this is your dad outfit yeah okay some uh calf height socks yeah like yeah okay like my long black socks yeah nike socks nikes um some gym shorts gym shorts and an absolute dad t-shirt yeah like a funny punny t-shirt like my uh, coolest pop shirt yeah he has a uh shirt that has a popsicle on it that says the coolest pop and then maybe a hat like maybe, a little trucker a hat. hat yeah maybe like my or your little, little boonie hat yeah ultimate yard work that is my ultimate dad outfit dad outfit now the classic ultimate dad outfit is basically how my father dresses is yes (laughs) 100% how my father dresses yes some white new balance shoes hell yeah white socks white socks crispy old tan khaki shorts With, like, maybe some, like, stain from when you stained the fence. Now like, I'm just looking ago. at, like, a Michigan my t-shirt, too. Yeah, it's my dad. <laughs> with, like, an old faded brown belt. Shirt with, like, some holes in the in the top. Yeah. That's... Hair all amok. Probably also a boonie hat. Mm-hmm. And then my dad walks around the neighborhood with a golf club in hand. So that's also in my brain, too. He probably walks with the, the, the stick that Katie got him now. But I really liked the golf club phase. Like, I respect <laughs> Katie for getting him the stick. If anyone's confused about what we're talking about, my dad has a phobia of running into wild dogs when he goes on his walks around the neighborhood. So he brings like some kind of weapon to assault any um, wild animal that would attack him in East Highlands. Yes. In the um, Homeowners Association. Mm -hmm. It's serious stuff, people. Yeah. I really liked that question. That was a really good one. Yeah, that was a good one. (sighs) What else do we got? We have like... I mean, I wish there was some kind of order to these questions, but there's not. So I'm really just going to click on questions. What are you most looking forward to as a married couple? Do you think? This is a toughie for us. Uh, Personally, I'm looking forward to actually wearing a ring. Aw. Well, you could wear a ring if you wanted. Yeah, I could. But we're like so close that it would feel weird at this point. I don't even have a ring right now. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start there. (laughs) Neither do I. That's it, though? Yeah, I think so. Just looking like a married man. Yeah. Like the ring, the whole vibe. Yeah. I am looking forward to the name change. Not that I don't like my last name, but it's just cool. It's like I'm starting a new era of like It's a whole being. We're the Renner family yeah, at that point. We're all it's Renners. Not just me and Reagan. Yeah. And I can like address things the Renners. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a Mrs. I'll have like a little title. It's pretty cool. Still gonna be your boyfriend though. Yeah, you're still gonna be my boyfriend. We've okay. discussed that. I will not call you my husband. Fair enough. I don't call you my fiance. Correct. I rarely even call you my boyfriend. Yeah. It's usually baby daddy. Yes. So we'll rotate between those two. Okay. And then when I'm in like an argument with someone, I'll be like, "Don't ever talk about my husband like that." That'll be like the only time I'll use it. Real intense. Yeah. Uh, situations. Anytime I have to be like really serious. Yeah. My husband. <laughs> How dare you? so dramatic okay let's jump right into the next one okay how did you get pregnant were you on birth control yes what do you mean how did you do we have to explain how how so when when a um a man and a and a woman i guess it doesn't even apply apply when two people when two people love each other love each other very Very much. much and get naked 
stuff happens. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe should we break down the night, the experience? <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. Babe, what's your phone password? Are you serious? There you go. No. Is it dead ass? Yes. All right. Anyways. Yeah. So what happened was, this person wants to know. Yeah. First of all, let's address the second part of the question. Yes, I was on birth control. Yes. I was on the Nuva Ring. I feel like people don't, don't understand that. <laughs> don't recommend. I feel like that people don't understand that birth control like doesn't work sometimes. Like people are like, well, how did you get pregnant? Like you were on. Birth- yes, bitch. People get pregnant on with IUDs. Haven't people you seen get pregnant friends? with vasectomies. Wait, what happens on Friends? Remember the oh when, when, when ross gets <laughs> rachel pregnant condoms. and he's like only works 97 percent of the yeah. time they should put that on the box and he's like it should be in bold writing on the box yeah no um if you think that you being on birth control makes you um not susceptible to unplanned pregnancy you're foolish yes because it do be happening granted that night it was like five or six times so Hard to say which time. <laughs> Summer, if you're listening to this, turn it off. She should have turned it off five yeah. months ago. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, we're just a family of unplanned pregnancies, though. So no True. one has any True. room to talk. My mom, your mom, me, everyone. I was going to say Alyssa, but she had nothing to do with that. Seth. <laughs> Alyssa can't be blamed. Alyssa yeah. is very responsible. Not that Seth's not responsible, but um okay this is a little bit more serious okay so let's go there serious face are you ready babe no one can see your face right we've discussed this this whole time chances have just been making very vibrant <laughs> facial expressions towards the things that i'm saying we're gonna go back and listen to this and it's just gonna be deadpan silence yeah. like and me talking yes do better sorry okay would you ever stay in a relationship if you weren't happy but you want to make it work for your baby I think it depends. Mm-hmm. This is a deeper, more layered question than people think. Yeah. I think it depends on how long you've been unhappy. I think mm-hmm. it depends on whether or not the other person is willing to try. Depends mm-hmm. on who's willing to make changes. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on a lot of things. Yeah. I think if you break it down to like the bare question of like making it work for your baby. Well, to me... That means, like, okay, if there is nothing else in the relationship between the two of you guys except the fact that you are parents, that to me is a no. Right. Only because I'm of the mindset of I would rather parent separately happy than together and miserable. Yes. And I understand now that we are parents, like, you used to, like, I, not you, but, like, I used to think, why well, don't you might, but I used to look back and think, like, if two people, like, are unhappy then why the hell are they together? Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if you have kids or not. Yeah. But now that we have a child, there is more of an incentive because of that to make it work. Yeah. And that's not that that's the only thing holding us together. It's that that is a driving force in conflict resolution, in communication. Right. Because she's there, the most important part of our world There's right something now. that is important, that, uh, something else that is important in your life, not just right. Right. your partner. And I do think that some maybe valuable, helpful advice that I think I at least try to do or have done since we became parents is that we have our parenting relationship and then we have our romantic relationship. Yeah. And for the most part, those things stay separate. Like we can be having issues parenting, but like no issues romantically and vice versa. Like right. we can be having an off day romantically, but still parent like very successfully together. Yeah. I think it's very not... 
I wouldn't say important because everybody works differently, but to keep those a little bit separate. Mm-hmm. Because once you start to mesh that too much, then there becomes an overlap and there's confusion on whether we have romance or whether we're just parents yeah. or, you know, that's, I don't know what you feel about that, but. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that, you know, if staying together is solely based upon we're staying together for that kid, not just because, like, you don't feel anything for them anymore, they don't feel anything for you anymore, you're not interested in trying, but you're literally just staying together because of that kid. Right. I don't think that that's beneficial for anybody. I think that no. At that point. It's probably time to, you know, I mean, that's that's one thing, like, I guess, okay, we'll just go into the next question because this is kind of about it too. So it says, for both of you, how did getting pregnant so early in your relationship impact the dynamic between the two of you? Did you have to make conscious efforts to get to know each other as you were also trying to learn to become parents or was it more natural? Mm-hmm. So the first part of the question, how did you get, how did getting pregnant so early in your relationship impact the dynamic between the two of you? I mean, it definitely changed things. For sure. Because we had to move in together really early on. I mean, we didn't have to, but... We decided to. Yeah. To, I mean, mostly so that I could help you. <laughs> right, right. I mean, to, to keep sanity, really. Yeah. Um, I would say that, so another question that somebody asked early on was like, would you still be together if you would, didn't get pregnant? Yeah. And I think the thing that made, now I don't want to say easy, but made it kind of a no-brainer for us is that we very much were in love, like, prior to getting pregnant. Yeah, we'd only been together three months, but I don't think it was a question for either of us whether we were going to be together or not. After we had our first date, we literally saw each other every single day. Yeah. From then on. Yeah, it was one of those just, you kind of knew situations for the both of us. Yeah. So, I mean, from pretty early on. So, that question, like doesn't really cross my mind often personally and you know I think for a lot of people it could like damn would we still be together like and I'm not someone that's gonna say like no matter what we'd still be together because life happens yeah you know situations happen I don't know where we'd be but like the trajectory of your life like you were gonna live in this house anyways eventually that probably would have put me somewhere in it Mm -hmm. and I think that I always say within a year I think we would be married Probably. <laughs> like, our, like if it wasn't for a baby, I think within a year we would have been engaged and then married. Yeah. Like, pretty quickly. Yeah. It's just the path that we were going on. Definitely. Um, I mean, we were only 22 at the time, but I think we really didn't know. So, I, I don't really think... I do. I definitely do think that if we never got pregnant, that, first of all, it would have happened eventually. I think the only thing that kept me from proposing earlier than I did was Reagan. For sure. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because we we could have gotten married or would have wanted to probably a lot earlier, yeah. but we waited. Because we decided that it was something that we wanted to wait for. We wanted to make sure that the two of us were going to stay together right. afterwards and not right. just, okay, we're having this baby and then we're going to do our own thing. 100%. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely feel like we probably would have been married by now. Oh, yeah. Or at least coming into three years. Yeah. Or there would have been some kind of engagement or plan for that, for sure. Even without Reagan. Even without Reagan. Yeah, I I think that's a funny thing that people assume, like, 
we got pregnant and we were like, oh, we're going to be together. Like you and I never assumed that. Like we never treated our relationship as something we had to be in. And I don't think we do to this day. Mm -hmm. Like Reagan has never been the kind of glue or bond that held us together ever. No. I think we've both been very okay with if we weren't happy, we would co-parent. If we weren't into each other, if we weren't romantic, then we'd be friends and we'd work it out. Like I think you and I have always been of the mindset of like, our like I said, our romantic relationship is separate from how we parent. Yeah, definitely. So I don't. Yeah, I that question to me is something that doesn't like cross my mind often. But the second part of the question: Do you have to make conscious efforts to get to know each other as you were also trying to learn to become parents, or was it more natural? I mean, like I said earlier, we were hanging out every day after yeah. we first started dating. So yeah. I mean, we got to know each other pretty quickly. Yeah. I would say that definitely the conscious effort thing is 100% true because, like, yeah, we would have been together, but we wouldn't have moved in as quickly as we did. And, like, Mm -hmm. you had never moved out of the house prior to living with me. I was your first roommate. Mm -hmm. And, well, I was your first roommate. I was also pregnant, which is, like, hard to live with a pregnant person. And, like, we were living at your grandma's house, so there was, like, stuff with there. Mm -hmm. And so I do think for on, on our sides, we had to make conscious efforts to make that work. Right. Because of the situations that we were in. But yeah, we got to, we had to get to know each other in a much more fast paced way. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, we did already pretty much know each other at that point. I think too, with every relationship, you have to make conscious efforts to get to know each other. So I mean, yeah. Like, I don't think too much changed. I think that it was just kind of um, a little bit uh, quicker of a timeline. Yeah. For some things. For sure. And someone, th- there's actually quite a bit of questions about that. What was the most awkward part about getting to know each other while still preparing for a baby? For me, it was getting like huge. Allie's messy. Oh, let's, okay. Okay, no, <laughs> elaborate, elaborate. Um, yeah, I think that's probably just the one thing that I have had to <laughs> kind of allow to happen mm-hmm. is that. I mean, to a certain extent, you're messy. It's not. I'm like, messy compared to you, yeah. who is Mr. Clean. Right, right, right. I'm not saying that you're just like an absolute pig. And you're no, because compared to, to like, with. like other people that I've lived with, yeah. like I'm very clean. No, I know. But you are a new breed. Yeah. I just like grew up. In a very clean home. In a home. very clean home. Like yeah. My, I always um, think about Jaden went to Taylor Warwick's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid. And told the mom, he was probably six. Six years old. Told the mom of that house that she needed to go clean her baseboards because they were dirty. That's what I'm dealing with here, people. So, I mean, I'm, I'm of that same breed. I, I am that level of clean. So yeah. having a baby and living with another person, I had to kind of let some of that go. Because For sure. it's not a top priority anymore. No, I mean, even if you're both like very very clean people as a couple you have to let a lot of that yes. go like when having a child because shit just gets like you have to rearrange your priorities about like what's important right now do i get an hour of sleep or do i go fucking clean the kitchen like right. it's just you have to think about things <laughs> right. like that and for me that was a no-brainer like Mercy. i'm okay with the mess <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean yeah chance struggles with the mess yeah but i think that's what kind of is nice about our relationship because i do like a clean home i just don't like to do it yes so and i have no problem doing right that. But it is an adjustment for someone to move in with someone that doesn't, I mean, for anyone, have the same, you know, ways of doing things. So yeah, definitely our accelerated route to having a home together 
was quite the adjustment and conscious efforts were for sure a thing <laughs> yeah um oh this is a this is a juicy one this is not really about well it could be about parenting but if you were given a time machine but you could only use it to witness an event from your partner's past what would you go see uh like this one needs to marinate a little bit Oh, no. An event from your partner's past. I would want to see um, you being judge, jury, and executioner to some ants. I think it was sna- snails. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> would you really want to go see that? I don't know. I think that I would want to see you as a kid. As a kid. Yeah. I don't even know if I should elaborate on what you just said. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> Katie needs to be here. Yeah, I did weird shit as a kid. Yeah. And so my family always tells Chance these stories about yeah. me. I was a very dramatic child. No, I think that I would really enjoy seeing you as a child just because it would be really funny to see. I think I would rather die than go back in time and see me as a child. Especially because I feel like Reagan is going to be pretty similar. To me? Yeah, I mean, just either one of us, but we were both weird. I guess, yeah. I worry for her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's not set up for the the most normal behavior now, is she? No, she's not. We'll guide her. It'll be fine. Um, If I was given a time machine... To go witness an event from your past. I don't know. I feel like I would want to see you when you were studying abroad or something. Ooh. Yeah. Like outside perspective. Because like your family always voices that as like kind of a changing moment in your life. Like Mm -hmm. when you kind of became a different person. So I think I would want to go see. And you seemed happy and like you were really like learning and living. I don't think I would want to go back and watch you in any sort of pain or being upset. Yeah. So I think that maybe your studying abroad journey I would want to go eavesdrop on yeah i feel like you've left some holes out and i want to go <laughs> see what actually <laughs> happened there mister <laughs> oh you both win the lottery right now what's the first thing you do buy a home Probably. so fucking boring i mean so fucking boring you could have a boat wait backtrack where would you buy a home i don't know like a beach house probably how much is the, how much did we win in the lottery? Right. So I remember as a kid, it'd be like, you won a million dollars. What are you going to do? And you have like all these grand ideas and it's like a million dollars is like yeah, not money. But I mean, like if we got a beach house or a lake house or something like that, you know, you can rent it out to people. That's a good point. When you're not there. Right. And then just like save a time of the year for when you go kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. That's smart. I feel like I would... Mm. I know exactly what the first thing I do is. Oh boy, what is it? Fake boobies. Oh no. Big old <laughs> knockers is what I would do. Oh, I don't boy. understand why you're so opposed to this chance. I'm not opposed to you it. You don't get to touch them if you continue to be such a hater. No, 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 no. I will not even not... let you look at them. <laughs> the so only, tread lightly. The, the only opposition I have is that I don't have the money for it. That's not true. But yes, it is. Well, I guess we could use the money on other things. Exactly. But it would make me really happy. I understand. So I if we won the lottery, go for it. Babe, you already won the lottery. You're right. I did. You're dating me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into a banger question. Have you guys had any big fights? If you're comfortable sharing, how did you resolve it and move forward? How do you balance parenting while frustrated with your co-parent? Have we gotten into any big fights? I think, well, yeah. Yeah. I think the probably the biggest fight we've had 
was Mother's Day. You think? Yeah. Mother's Day, not this recent one. The one my very that first one, Mother's when Day. Reagan was. I honestly black out a lot of this stuff yeah. because that time was so it was hard very for hard. us. Yeah. And like, it's hard to try to explain that to anyone because it's like, I don't know. No, no it was just. It was awful. Had to be there. <laughs> to elaborate though, Reagan didn't sleep. I've said it a thousand times on the podcast as a baby. The first year was just so rough. And it sounds like to anyone that hasn't gone through it, like, oh, your baby's just not sleeping. Like you're just tired. But that is not it. Like Chance and I were literally deteriorating as human beings. Like Mm -hmm. we were seeing shit. We were not okay. We were delirious. Like I couldn't drive a car at one point because I was like literally falling asleep driving to Stater Brothers. Like it really wears you down as a person. And like being exhausted and getting into bed and then literally 30 minutes after you've fallen into a deep sleep, your night of sleep is over. Yeah. There's like no way to describe what that does to you months and months and months of that happening. And so Chance and I were just, I mean, at our wits end with not even each other, but everyone, everything. Like it was just, life was hard. And I think that's why we're so hesitant about another one or even to talk about another one because we really almost like completely lost it and like you hear these stories about like parents and stuff that do or like accidentally shake their kids or like and not saying that out of frustration not saying that we we got there but like but i think in those moments we were like oh my god like i get how how somebody could slip because this is shit is yeah and it like it makes me almost want to cry thinking about it how low we were at at that point but that shit was fucking awful. Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember what we were fighting about on Mother's Day. I think it was mostly just the fact that I was... I had a different vision of what you did for what I should be doing for you on Mother's Day. Oh, okay. I was trying to get you a gift and trying to make your day special in that sense. And you would have just absolutely killed to have 30, 30 minutes yeah. alone. And I just didn't have that on my radar at all. Yeah. And so we had like a pretty big disagreement about that. And then, right, but up... which in the past or like even now would not be something that would start a fight no. for us. But because we were so yeah. on edge, it like you left. Like, yeah, it was I was whole... like, I gotta, I gotta take a drive for a yeah. minute because it I'm was a gonna whole lose thing. it. Yeah. But yeah, to further that question, how you resolve it, I think this might be a hot take, but I am not a believer in don't go to sleep angry. I don't yeah. know how you feel about that, but I think that's bullshit. I think it depends on a couple, but definitely for you, I think that sometimes it's best to just let you sleeping on sleep it on it is and, medicine and, for me. Yeah, for sure. I and mean, back then terms. there was no sleeping on it, but right. Yeah, I think just in the in our future, my general like resolving an issue is to give something time. Like if mm-hmm. you feel yourself not getting anywhere and resolving anything, and the conversation is not going anywhere take a second yeah and i really think that for us parenting helps right because we'll get annoyed about something and we'll like silent treatment each other and then like reagan will fart or like like something will happen (laughs) and like we can't help but laugh or like she'll reagan will do this thing where she'll give one of us a hug and then make the other one come in (laughs) and like group hug us and like require it of both of us and it kind of like makes us like all right shit like yeah we have to get over it's like i'm i'm pissed at Allie, but reagan wants me to come in for a hug and give Allie a kiss and i'm like oh okay you know and what? then we I, get over it. I quick. do like her. Yeah, so. <laughs> she's fine. Yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like a lot of what helps us get through arguments is bigger picture shit. Like, 
yeah. what are we fi- like we have a yeah. beautiful home a beautiful baby a beautiful life like this is not worth it and i think that we always end up talking about it as well We're and very good communicators make sure yeah that, like you know whatever happened whatever upset us we either don't do again or we talk about it and see why it was upsetting and like yeah well, yeah, and I think I should preface, too, that we weren't always that way. Like, we no. are incredibly good communicators <laughs> now, but, I mean, we did have a relationship before Reagan, and I think that sometimes we forget how often we fought before Reagan. No, we did Before fight. pregnancy. Yeah. We fought about so much stupid shit. Um, one of the questions that we got is about, like, how do you deal with um, exes and relationships? Is this an issue for you guys? And how do you deal about, like, one person that speaks about an ex... And another person that doesn't like that or like, how do you deal with that? And that is something that we often had issues with. Well, you, not really me. Yeah, me. I don't know. I just, I definitely have gotten a lot better about it. Yeah. It still doesn't like make me excited to talk about or anything. Yeah. But yeah, no, I used to have a really big issue with that. Like even when the topic of conversation shifted to that, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. Right. Whereas like, I am so like open and interested in it like I would talk to Chance about like or want to talk to Chance about like all his exes what was this girl like or like how many people have you slept with let's talk about that experience or like like I really it doesn't irk me or bother me in any way I think because I'm so confident in our relationship yeah but but yeah I have I've got a couple questions too about how do you feel about me speaking about exes on the podcast like does that bother you Um. things like that you know, like I said, it's not it's not exactly fun to hear, but, you know, when it gets brought up, it's not like I'm sitting there fuming. Right. I'm just, I'm like, ooh. But, but again, the point in me bringing this up is that um, we weren't always able to look at Reagan as the bigger picture or the brighter side to get through oh, an no. argument. Like, we had moments and, and issues in our past before pregnancy, and that was the kind of shit that we fought about. Yeah. And, I don't think we were very good back then at getting over stuff like that. No, I mean, and part of it too is that I'm a terrible communicator. Like, no, I, not anymore. You were. No, no. I yeah, I guess. I just but, know how to communicate with you now. Yeah, I'm still a pretty terrible communicator. I don't think so, overall, baby. I don't but think so. I've gotten a lot better with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think that if what you have talked about on the podcast had come up before Reagan, like mm. that kind of yeah, uh, that kind of conversation. I would have had issues with it. Like, I would have been pretty upset with you. But now that I'm where I'm at with you, yeah, I it doesn't bother me. Right, because we know where we're at. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, it, and it is something like being engaged previously is something that people ask about a lot. Like, like you could see the phone right now. That's a question. Like, <laughs> about my previous relationships. And that is something that's um, very much shaped my behavior about, like you and your exes and stuff because I'd been through a really serious relationship before yeah. that it definitely helped with my my like ability to speak confidently about things and stuff like that whereas you didn't really have that the question is um you were previously engaged has chance been any in any serious relationships before you not really I mean I was in like a longer term high relationship school. in high school but that's I was too immature to even get anything out of that right Whereas, like, my relationships after that have been brief. Right. So so not really. Mm-mm. So that was a big learning curve for Chance and I when we started dating. Because I didn't want to be the bitch that taught Chance <laughs> lessons for the next girl. Do you know what I mean? I wish I had those texts. I could probably find, like, 15 of them that you literally say that in writing. No, like, because 
everyone has that person, right? Mm-hmm. That teaches them and then they date the next person and they fix all those issues from before and the next person gets like the best version of you, right? Yeah. And I didn't want to be that for chance. And I kept telling him all the time, like, <laughs> I'm not fixing you so you can go off and like yeah. be the best guy to another girl. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I would have conversations with him all the time, like, you need to get it together. Like, I'm not yep. doing this. <laughs> he would talk to me about exes. And we actually had this conversation at Daniel's wedding with one of our mutual friends where he actually came up to Chance and I and asked, like, what do I do if, if I can't get over, like, oh, yeah. this girl's ex? Like, he was asking us for relationship advice. He's like, we fight all the time about our exes. And I looked at him and I was like, you have to decide if that's worth it or not. If she's worth it or not. Mm -hmm. Because if she is, you have to move the fuck on. You have to stop talking about the past and focus on her and the future with her. Because if you sit and wallow in stuff that she did and guys that she dated and what she did in the past, you are never going to move forward with her. And that's what I told you as well. Yep. And it really is like the moment that you come to that decision where it's like, oh, you know what? This person is... I too, trust this person. Too important yeah. to me to sit and think on that or get upset about that. Like, yeah. once that realization hits you, then there's it's really there's really no future conversations that come up that really can bug you, change right. that. Right, you have to. It's a very that's like we talking about conscious decisions. Like, yeah. I trust this person. I love this person. I want to move forward. I have to get over it. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then you need to let that person go because it's not fair. And I told I told Chance that all the time in the beginning. Like, either you choose to let go the fact that I was engaged or the fact that I dated this guy that you know or whatever, or we're not going to move forward. Yeah. And he did decide to do that, and we're good today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, do, I just do think it is, like, kind of cool and to clarify that, like, we did date before all this. And, yeah. that, and <laughs> while it was brief, we did have, like, some issues with that, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not impossible to get over. Just as every couple does. Yes. We're not special. Well, I mean, we are special, but... I think you're special. Oh, thanks, baby. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this one's a long one. I, like, have been avoiding it because I want to read it. With the job of stay-at-home mom, which I completely recognize as a full-time, 24-7 exhausting job, as you should, do either of you ever feel an imbalance of workload between you and Chance, either in the parent workload or financial responsibilities? How do you discuss the sharing of responsibilities? Do you want me to start? You can. Okay. Do you feel an imbalance? Well, I feel an imbalance on certain things. Because there is an imbalance. Yes. And that's there's not a problem with that. No. Right. But um, I think at the beginning, especially, you had a lot harder time dealing with the fact that I was the one that goes to work every day and you were the one that had to stay at home with Reagan. Yeah. And it wasn't really a choice. It was what we had to do. To. Yeah. And th- from that, I ended up being upset that I was the only one making money. Sole financial provider. Yeah. yeah. And so we had to have a, probably a few conversations oh, yeah. about it to finally get to the point where we were both okay with where we're at. Our dynamic, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of that is communicating, right? Like, I was absolutely miserable being a Mm stay-at-home mom. I still kind of am a stay-at-home mom, but I've put my energy and my efforts into other things now. I do have a little part-time job, and I've made it clear that... I think we had a couple sit-down conversations where, like, I'm fucking miserable. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. I need to get a job. We need to do something. We looked into daycare. We, like did the whole thing because I was literally like taking out 
like anger on everyone because I was so unhappy. Yeah. So I think that for some people being a stay at home mom works really well. But if you're sitting there miserable, you know, don't, don't take that as what your reality has to be. There's always something that you can do. Yeah. But if you're happy doing it, then do it. But yeah, there definitely is an imbalance of workload and, and financial responsibilities, but I don't think that there's a negative connotation on that imbalance word for us personally. No. Like, yeah, chance makes a shit ton more money than I do, but like, that's just what it is. Like, yeah. That's how it works for us. And any money that I make is pretty much just like, I'll buy the groceries this week. Or right. like, I'll fill yeah. the gas tank. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. No. It's just nice to have like some extra pocket money. But yeah, Chance has and probably will continue to be the the biggest financial provider in this household. Unless you guys want to follow me on Instagram um, and support my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, yeah. Then I Start should... Start running ads. and Then Chance can be a stay-at-home dad. And yeah. we can make that work. All right, this one is a chancy question. My mouth is dry. I need to drink more wine. Chance. You've been talking this whole time. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like so much more like, not more comfortable, but like you and I, like I actually kind of forgot that we're recording the podcast. We're right. just like having a convo. This is actually my excuse to lock you in a room with me for an hour and force you to talk to me. I, I don't mind. Okay. Great. I'm enjoying it. Chance, has being, a, has being a father and soon-to-be husband in this country during this time in history, has that affected your point of view of the world? Uh, what? Has been, has, <laughs> is being a father, mm-hmm. like you being a dad, in this current climate... Just where everything's at Where in everything's the world? at. Is the fact that you're a dad, does that affect your view on things? Well, I think that it, it probably does, yes. I don't think um, that it's a conscious thing mm. that happens for me. I think it's probably a pretty subconscious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I know that I'm raising a daughter, and I know that the world is terrible to women. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm raising her the right way and letting her know... I mean, obviously, this doesn't really apply that much right now since she doesn't speak, but I want to make sure that she knows that, like, the world isn't... Fair to... Yeah, a fair place. Like, she has to make sure that she has her guard up. and, Mm. And so, yeah, I think that I am conscious of... More being a girl dad. Yeah. I think it's more a girl dad than being just a dad. A father, yeah. Obviously, if we had a boy, we'd want to make sure that we were raising the boy properly and make him aware. Not part of the problem. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I I do think that it, to a certain extent, that being a father does make me more aware of where the world is at. Yeah, for sure. Um, do Ali's political beliefs differ from yours or do you generally share the same beliefs? Um, I think we pretty much share the same beliefs. Yeah. Hasn't always been that way. No. But... And I think it's funny cause I am the more outspoken human being that people kind of assume that maybe like I am loud and proud and care about this. But like, first of all, politics is something I've always loved, always been interested in. Um, and always been loud about political scientists. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's my degree. I wouldn't consider myself a political scientist. That would be like my dad who has like a PhD in political science, but anywho, um, yeah, politics is very prominent in my family. It's yes. something that I've always been, um, very passionate about one would say, but my political beliefs are used to not be what they are now in many ways. I was 
<laughs> I had a lot of uh, differing beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, even just, you know, like four or five years ago than what I believe now. Um, and a lot of my beliefs now come from chance. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of what I believe politically or the things that I'm loud about is really just me being or learning to be empathetic to other people. Yeah. Like I think prior to, to chance, I don't think I was very sensitive to other people's world experiences or like how other people, you know, how my privilege and how the way that I was raised up makes my view of the world a hell of a lot different than other people's Mm -hmm. and well chance was raised similarly to me um financially i think he has a very more empathetic view of the world yeah and that definitely has rubbed off on me i've become a lot more sensitive to to how the world affects everyone else because of chance i think yeah and i don't really know where i get that i mean i I, i'm assuming it comes from my parents like yeah my parents are both very caring people. They're not judgmental. They, yeah. They, I mean, they obviously have their own beliefs. Yeah. And mine don't match theirs, you know, like exactly. Right. But for the most part, they're just good people. And I learned from them to be a good person. Right. And therefore, that shaped my beliefs to, to what they are today. Right. Like a lot of, like Katie was saying in the last episode, does it hurt you? Does it hurt someone else? Yeah. And if not, then mind your business. And I yeah. think that that's very much the way you live your life yeah like if it's not directly affecting me hurting me or someone i love Mm -hmm. or anyone else like then i am not gonna sit here and have some solid stance on it yeah i will however have a stance on other people um, who are being who are being dicks like that and i think that that's why i've become so passionate about it on social media and i really try because nobody likes to see that right like someone getting loud and fiery about stuff or me on the podcast yelling and screaming about like abortion rights but like it does really get to me when i'm like it has nothing to do with you so let people live their fucking lives Mm -hmm. and i think that that's something i definitely got from you yeah definitely because i just kind of didn't care much not that i didn't care about other people but i had like a rock hard exterior where i was like ah like fuck like yeah fuck everyone else but now i'm like oh my god like people have experiences (laughs) in the world and that matters yeah that definitely came from your more like sensitive nature. And I don't think that I'm going to go out there and change the world or anything. But no. I think that you can change the people that are around you and make For them sure. more aware. And I think in doing that, you keep opening that circle. Oh my God, yeah. And the strength in that. like, I think that's something that I respect in myself a lot is my ability to have completely changed my views. I think that it's that a lot of people stick in their ways because they just don't want to admit that they were wrong or that their views were incorrect. But really that is such strength to sit and say, you know what? No, I was a little bit ignorant before. I didn't really know what I was talking about. And I'm willing to listen to people and open my mind and my heart to people and see what someone has to say, because that's really how you form an opinion. And if you're not willing to hear somebody else's side, then, you know, you're not really taking in everything. And so I think that that's definitely something that you taught me as far as political beliefs is to like, no, you need to hear people out. And whether I agree with you or not, like me listening to you is going to broaden my horizons of what yeah. I believe. So for sure, I think we have pretty much the same beliefs. Yeah. And definitely we'll definitely not. come at each other and correct each other if we think the other person's wrong. Absolutely. Not afraid to do that. All right. Uh, a little bit of more of a lighthearted one. It could be. Shit, I don't know. (laughs) If you could make one wish come true for each other, what would it be? Ooh. I have a lot of wishes. I'm a woman of many wishes. You are a woman of many wishes. That's why my daughter's 11-11. An (laughs) 11-11 baby. Oh, man. Picking one. Mm. 
I'm actually very interested to see what you're going to say. I... Hmm. Hmm. I feel like if I could make one of your wishes come true, mm-hmm. it would definitely be like allowing you to make it mm. to a certain point to where you would be satisfied. Oh, like 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 influencerness. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that you would feel very accomplished. If genuinely that, making you yeah. happy, I think. Yeah. And I think that like that's one of the things that would definitely change your life mm. like i mean there are you have like like you said there are, well, there are, there are a lot wishes. of dreams but yeah but i think that that's one of the ones that would like majorly impact your life mm-hmm. it would in, just make, in a very good way because i'm already doing way. it like right. i'm already behaving that yeah. way so for it to be validated i think yeah. is the point like because yeah. i'm gonna continue fucking acting like one even if i have two followers yeah so it'd be like nice to be validated <laughs> but again i'm just gonna keep doing it anyway so i'm gonna fuck um, I wish, I don't feel like, you, see, I'm a woman of many wishes. I feel like you're a man of few. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would wish that you feel like fulfilled, like career wise, school wise, work wise, like that everything is just kind of comes to a, like you've done everything that you've, like you've passed your, whatever the test is. And like, you're just like where you're at yeah. in your engineering life and you're just fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, not that you're not fulfilled, but that, you know, some yeah. resolution to yeah. a lot of your career and your ambition goals in that realm. Yeah. So I would I would wish for some fulfillment, resolvement. In no, those. you say that and it brings me to like, I immediately started thinking about how I am and, and it comes from my dad, but mm. like... You don't know if you ever will be? Yes. Yeah. Like my dad is like almost... It's ill. It's the sickness. Yes, yes. Yeah. He just like wants to continue doing things and like broadening his horizon of the things that he does and right like his his abilities and i feel like i am to a certain extent the same way yeah i mean but how can you be the way he is like, right anyway. um, like it's i like said kind he, of unhealthy he's, he's not human but. <laughs> but yeah um yeah i would definitely say that that's that's probably true that i don't know if you ever would be but that's my that would be my wish yeah. for you that you would feel that that's a good one thanks all right, we got some <laughs> rapid fire questions. Okay, let's go. Who is more needy slash clingy? Me. In the in the in the physical sense, yes. In the emotional sense, me. Yeah. Right. Chance is like so much. So I our... immediately went to physical. physical. Yeah. So <laughs> Chance's love language is physical touch. Mine is words of affirmation. So I'm definitely needy in the sense of like, tell me I'm pretty or I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And Chance is like, give me a hug or I'm gonna scream. Yes. So I would say like in the traditional sense of needy clingy, definitely you. Right. Who sings better? Allie. (laughs) Reagan. Yes, Reagan. 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 Who has better taste in food? Ooh. I'm going to go with you just because you are capable of like eating spice and and stuff like that. I'm a little bit more adventurous. Yeah. Like I'll. Yeah. Kind of go for it more. You are getting so good, though. I've been broadening my horizons. Yeah, for sure. Who is the messier person to live with? We've already established this. (laughs) It's me. Chance is unhuman. Who said I love you first? That was me. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I told you I was in love with you first. You did. That was the night that um, Reagan was conceived. It was. So... (laughs) 
Those are powerful words. <laughs> Just answer the fucking singing question. Bada bing, bada boom. You guys heard it here first. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Who made the first move? I mean, the, uh, me, right? You DM'd me on Instagram. That's me. Solid first move. Yeah. Who made the first physical move? Like, when was our first kiss? We were in your room. Oh, okay. And I asked. You asked if you could kiss me? Yeah. Let's go. Because we had been sitting there for like two hours oh, just like watching a movie. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you like missed class and everything because you like, yeah. you're like, who made the first move? Chance after fucking four hours of sitting there staring at me. My god. Like pulling teeth with this man, getting this man to touch me. Oh my god. Let's talk about our second date. Oh babe. yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell the people when you first knew that you loved me, babe. Okay. So... Um, get your get your tissue boxes. Get your ready. fucking tissue boxes out, you crybabies. <laughs> so um, after our first date, Allie and I texted and and talked daily. Our first date was a breakfast date. Yes, and I was like, just one spontaneous night looking at <laughs> concert tickets to Bastille. Oh my god, it kind of makes me want to cry. And <laughs> I was like, just texted her out of the blue. Hey, um, would you? care to go to a Bastille concert with me. And me, having only gone to one date with this guy, was like, <laughs> okay, he's nuts. First of all, and second of all, I'm like a broke college student. Like, I can't afford a fucking concert. Like, I didn't yeah. think he was going to pay for me. Yeah, and she goes, well, I don't I don't think that I can afford that. And I was like, I'm not asking you to pay for it. I just want to I just want to know if you want to go. And so I'm she like, was like, right. sure, like <laughs> sure, I guess. And so I got the tickets and we went and we were just sitting at the concert, enjoying it, and they started playing their song, which is now like our, our song. Our song, it's called Flaws. It's called Flaws. Yeah. And the lead singer starts walking up and down the aisles. And he comes up the aisle that we are literally, literally sitting Literally walked right of. next to us, yeah. And he's like coming up the aisle, walks right past us, and Allie turns to me and like grabs my arm and like looks at me like super excited, like, oh my God, did you see that? And I was like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> So cute to think about because let me tell you, this man did not touch me the whole night. And not like I'm asking him to grope me or anything, but he no. did not didn't like hold hands. Didn't even brush like... his arm on my arm. Like did not hold my hand. I was to the point we where spent, like, like I six hours together. Accidentally bumped into you. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm sorry. so sorry. Sorry to do. <laughs> like he dropped me back off at my house and like got out of the car to give me a hug. And I was like, great. I walked back into my house and I was like, mom, he hates me. <laughs> I'm like, I literally don't think he likes me at all. Like, he just wants to be my friend. I don't know what his deal is. Like, he just doesn't like me. And I'm just singing and dancing my way home. I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I had no idea. So for me to think back on, like, that's the moment when you found out, or like, when you knew you loved me. And I'm like, he hates me. It's actually really cute. Yeah. I don't even remember what the fucking original question was. I don't either. But that was a cute story. I'm glad we shared that. Yeah. Um, now to bring it down. Oh boy. <laughs> What's your number one pet peeve about each other? <laughs> oh, I feel like I know what it is. Your pet peeve about me. So I'm interested to see what you say. I don't know. I don't know that I have one thing that like... <laughs> you so many things? No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying... I'm... Uh, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I don't know that I have one thing that like really irks me. Yeah. I feel like I know do. one thing that really irks you. What? That I pick my toenails. Yes. 
Yes. No. Yeah, that's it for sure. When you when you rip off a toenail and I find it just sitting on the floor, or or when I step on it. Oh my god. Okay. Yes, that's the one. Let me explain more people think I'm fucking nasty. I have very bad anxiety, and when I get stressed out, I pick at things. My skin, my toenails, my Fingernails. eyebrow hairs, my fingernails. So I'll rip at them and pick them off. Mm-hmm. And I don't realize I'm doing it, but I leave like shards of like skin and nails like everywhere around the house and then Chance will find them and get very upset. I'll hold it up to her face like, look Are at this. Are you serious? <laughs> There's a big toenail on the ground. Sometimes Reagan finds them. It's a really shameful moment as a parent, but I also have mental illness love. <laughs> so pet peeve about you. Babe, I'm going to be honest. Lately, your head has not been screwed on straight. So let's have that conversation. Chance be doing things sometimes, and I'm like, did you think? Like, do you know what I'm talking? You know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. I think we need to get this looked at. Yeah, it's possible. I don't even know how to explain to people what I'm talking about. No, I, I mean, like, it's just the things that I do that I'm like, I'll just, I forget what I did. I think it was literally just yesterday, but I did something, and you were like, what? What was your logic behind that? No, like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the time, oh, the time I brought Reagan out without changing her diaper. Yeah, like, when when Reagan wakes up from a nap or in the morning, and the first thing you do is change her diaper because she pees. She like, always pees every time she sleeps. So. Like, but, like, a lot. Like, yes. a full diaper. So yes. we always change her. And he just, like, brings her out of the room without a diaper change. And I'm yeah. like, what are you... Just, like, little things like that. And, like, like I tried fuck? to justify it, too. I was like, no, her diaper's not that full. And then I felt it. I'm like, no, it's very, very full. Very full. I, I don't know. No reason for it. That's probably mine. The unexplainable. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you did it. You don't know why you did it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll do um, a couple more. Hmm. Okay. This one I feel like we could talk about a little bit. If you could go back and do anything the right way, what would you change? We know everything worked out the way it was supposed to, but hypothetically. And I'm not going to answer this question in the way that it's worded. But I think we should talk about the right way, mm. in quotes. Does it ever bother you, like, about the right way? Like, does that phrase, does it ever, do you ever see other people doing it the right way? And does that bother you, is how I'm going to phrase this question. I think that early on, I was like, man. Would have been nice. Would have yeah. been nice if we could have just dated and then got engaged and then married and then yeah. had a kid. Obviously, that's a bit more ideal Yeah. of a scenario. Yeah. But would I go change it? Probably not. Yeah. I struggle with this quite a bit, um, especially recently with our friends getting married, is they're doing it, I'm saying this with the biggest air quotes, the right way. Yeah. And, like, it's going to the bridal showers and, like, all these things where I'm, like, everyone's talking about, like, oh, one day... When you were in your home that you've bought together and you have your first child and like there's just so much excitement around all these new things happening that we didn't really get. Yeah. So that sense of it kind of bothers me. Like I left both baby shower or not baby showers, both bridal (laughs) showers like in tears basically. Right. Just like watching other people do it the right way and knowing that I will never have that experience because of 
the circumstances. Right, you're not going to be sitting at your bridal shower doing like the eating the almonds or whatever. Or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like a, one of the girls' bridal showers I went to, they were eating like fertility almonds. Yeah. Like, oh, like we're hoping that you're fertile and you give us babies right. and like this, this, and that. And like the mother-in-law is like, oh, like I can't wait for you to give me a grandchild. Like yeah. those things, I'm never going to get that. Right. I don't want another kid or like we don't, we don't want to go really down that path. Right. So like I've lost that opportunity of kind of that happiness around it. Um, obviously we've gained so many other things from our experiences, but yeah, I think that the phrase the right way is something that's in my like brain all the time, just because we didn't technically do anything the right way, but what the fuck is the right way? That's fair. I might just be better. I'm like, there is no right way. There is no normal. (laughs) Shut up. But yeah, that's definitely something I think about often, but I'm just also mean to myself. So I'll like find any excuse to be like an ass to myself about anything. Yeah. Anyways, while we're on that topic, how does Chance feel about more kids? Because you hear me on the podcast changing my goddamn mind every fucking two seconds about what I want to do. Yeah. What do you want to do? My mind is still of, or my mindset is still of one child is is good currently. I've never ruled out looking into, like you know, down, the down the line having the conversation of um, should we have another kid? Would it be... Um, ideal for us really because yeah. right now what I what I view it as is like we're finally getting to the point where we are really happy with Reagan mm. and we're both really happy as well mm-hmm. and so to go and throw in another kid who could possibly ruin that for uh, ruin is, <laughs> is kind of a mean word but but like mess up where we're at where we're at and kind of make us more unhappy for another year and a half yeah and and kind of push us back to that point i'm just not really into that yeah the idea of it's not inviting yeah i think i do get on the podcast and say like okay i'll have another one we pick out names and stuff it's Alyssa's fault (laughs) it's because she wants another one but when we sit down and talk about it genuinely, I'm like, all right, like I don't. <laughs> Just because it's, it, you have to, we have to remind ourselves how absolutely awful it was in the yeah. beginning. And when you put yourself back in that position, it's like, oh, he- like I never want to do that again. And I remember when we were back there, there was nothing you could have told us. Yeah. We would have been like, we never, ever, ever, ever want to experience this again in our lives, like yeah. ever. And I think, too, part of it is we are now of the mindset of, Okay, the next baby could be worse than Reagan. Right, we're are not. Are we prepared yeah. for that? Right. Not are we prepared for Reagan was the was the worst possible outcome for our baby, and it's only going to be better. Right. Are we prepared for something that is going to be more intense and more? Right. Because yeah, Reagan work. didn't sleep and she kind of misbehaves, but she's healthy. Yes. And we got very blessed with that. Yes. And like, I don't know. I really, genuinely don't know if I could handle a baby that wasn't healthy. Yeah. Or, like, had some... And that's just me being fucking honest. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm the kind of parent that's built for a child with any kind of issues. Mm-hmm. And therefore, maybe I shouldn't have another one. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're not prepared to, to handle and accept whatever you get thrown at you, then maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah. That's kind of my mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, that might be selfish, but we've talked about maybe we deserve to be a little bit selfish. Like, yeah. this is our lives, too. And I think Reagan would literally be fine being the only child. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a big, big part of our conversation in the process is we're finally okay. And we don't want to do anything that will um, infringe upon that okayness. Yeah. 
We're also of the mindset that Reagan's gonna be 18 when we're 40. That's and gonna that be sounds... fucking lovely. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm still gonna want to drag her ass everywhere with us, but like, right. we can go do whatever we want. Right. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Ugh. That's gonna be awesome. Um. So I think we should close on a few spicy questions. We did okay. get a few. Um. How to keep the romance alive? Oh yes. What's your sex life like? Mm-hmm. That kind of questions. So we can we can uh, tackle this lovely worded question that doesn't even make any fucking sense. How have you kept romance alive since having Reagan? <laughs> the spelling is. <laughs> I can You cannot make this shit up. R e i g e n. You're calling on a, a listener here. You're, you're, mercil- you're, you're, you're mercil- mercilessly attacking somebody that's If listening. you, like I said, you either really like me or you really don't. And if you're asking me this question and you apparently have paid no attention to anything. That's oh like people will DM me and be like, hey, Allie, A-L-L-Y. And it's like my name when you click message, it literally says A-L-Y. Like you're just not trying. <laughs> well, I respect and I'm thankful for this question. Holy shit. And also, when you're typing Reagan, does your brain not go, there's no way it's spelled like that? Am I being too harsh? No, no. I, I don't think so. R-E-I-G-E-N. Reagan. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> How ha- Okay, we're going to ignore that, the butchering of that spelling. Okay. How have you guys kept romance alive since having Reagan? Honestly, <laughs> this, is not... this is the problem. What? Olive. That she keeps romance alive? No, no, no. Oh, Olive makes like... it a lot harder than Reagan, yeah. if I'm being honest. Okay. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, I guess nobody could really see the hair that I just Yeah, babe, we're on a fucking podcast. Sorry, we sorry, talked sorry. about this. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, we just... I was gonna say make the most out, I was of, gonna say, out of the we've time been, that we have. We've been speaking of like conscious efforts, but I don't think that's one of them. I don't think that that's something that we have to try really hard to do. No, we just we just do it. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know how to phrase approaching this topic without kind of sounding like a dick. Like this isn't a problem for us. Like sorry, it's Mom, a problem. Mom, turn for it you. off. Yeah, no. If you're <laughs> if you uh, would not like to hear about our sexual life, please stop listening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't think that this is something that we've ever had an issue with. And I don't want to say that and make someone else who's like having issues because to be real, like as a woman giving birth and going through that whole process of yourself, like it takes nine months to grow a baby. Sometimes it takes more than that to recover from it. And you should never feel pressured, Mm -mm. especially by your partner to jump back into that. Chance and I did rather quickly jump back into it but that's because of my circumstances i had a very mm-hmm. you know simple birth so that was all you that was it was me i did initiate it i was in in no rush yeah three weeks postpartum i was like let's go so yeah i don't think <laughs> i don't think that this um has ever been something we've had to work on no personally um but if we had tips on how to keep the romance alive Got anything for them, babe? Um, I think my answer is the same for everything. Is communicate. I was going to say talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, if you feel like it's an issue, then it should be brought up. For sure. And 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe we could talk about some of the things that we do, like, to get, not even, like, sexually, but, like, when we're feeling off with each other. Yeah. Like, Chance came up with a really cute thing. Um, it's really about effort. And it was really about effort. Chance and I will go through periods of time where whether it's sexually or just, we're just not vibing, like, yeah. where we're just kind of disconnected. Um, and we, one of us has to make the conscious effort to kind of spark it back up again. Yeah. Like there was a period of time, what was like a month ago where we just like kind of weren't vibing mm-hmm. and Chance was like, I want to do something where, and he just like came up with this where he's like, we'll just like close our eyes and we'll give each other a massage while we ask each other questions. Like Chance was like, or my, my idea behind it was that we were tackling both of our love languages because Allie's is very words of affirmation so like talking I talk about, about it yeah talking about certain things and just like just me asking her questions and like just wanting to be more interested in her and then her giving me a massage is physical touch coming towards my love language of physical touch where so in that aspect we were covering both of them at the same time yeah so like i was giving him a massage while we talked about whatever the and issues were and vice versa we did it to each other and like a good part of that too was not looking at each other right because sometimes the facial expressions watching yeah. sent like it can kind of sway the conversation mm-hmm. or you're like well why the fuck are you looking at me like that like yeah, i'm just like trying to have a conversation see, you can see the reaction to something right like you if said. you ask someone a question and then you look at their face and you're like oh my god i shouldn't have asked that mm-hmm. like so yeah whether it's like closing your eyes and having a conversation giving each other a massage and having a conversation or like we and when we did that we asked each other pretty hard questions mm-hmm. we cried or i cried like we were really going through it or like we got that um, we're not really strangers card game mm-hmm. like there are little things you can do to make sure that you're really hearing and understanding your partner but that you have to make the effort to do yeah. so so i definitely think that finding fun like it doesn't have to be like trying butt stuff or like <laughs> like having three ways or like anything yeah. crazy like that just like do fun things like try a new game like i don't know do stuff together that yeah. like really forces you to be kind of whether it's sexually intimate or like emotionally intimate with your partner i think would help and then if you are getting on deeper levels conversation wise i feel like the physical comes pretty easily after that yeah nailed it we really should make a business out of this Allie and chance's relationship advice what are your thoughts babe are we qualified i don't think that we're qualified I think that we're pretty pretty decent. I feel like I would just my goal, my my strategy with um every couple would just be to sit there and make them laugh really because it's what I'm best at. <laughs> it's not my fault, babe. People hype me up. Oh, That's boy. your pet peeve, huh? What? That you think you're the funniest no, person on the planet? No, that other people think I'm the funniest pe- oh. person on the planet. <laughs> it really grinds chances gears when people come up to me and tell me I'm funny. It doesn't grind my gears. It, it just, it just, I just have to prepare myself for the rest of the evening because, because my head's gonna blow up. Yes. I don't even be doing anything. Like I texted someone today and I was like, "Hi, pal," and I asked a question. They were like, "Pal, oh my god, you're so funny." And I'm like, "What did I do?" Oh man, I can't help it, babe. It was, it was Alyssa for me. What? The photographer, Alyssa. Oh yeah, not not co-host Alyssa. No. You can tell coming, them if you coming want. up to us at another person's wedding and just telling me that they think that Allie is the funniest person on the planet. This, that's word for word what she said. Allie is the funniest person on the planet. And I was like, 
God, it's the same shit with people. No, it's the same shit with people telling you that you're beautiful. It's the same shit, true or not true. <laughs> it is. Chance gets told he's gorgeous or that he looks like Zac Efron or whatever, and the same thing happens to him. His head fucking blows up to the whole size of the room, and he doesn't stop talking about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. People can't see your face right now, but you're being a little cocky bastard. Pull up a picture of Zac Efron. And then you. I hate you. I actually hate you. <laughs> so don't come at me. At least you have the looks. You don't even have to do anything. You just look that way. It's really good for me. Because it is really good for Doing you. something is... <laughs> for me, I have to make up with my tragic Shrek face with my humor. You don't have a tragic Shrek face. Babe. That's the nicest thing you've said to me all day. That's not true either. What have you said to me today? I'm sure I've said something nicer. You don't have a tragic Shrek face is like one of my favorite things. Okay. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to let these people go. It's 10 o'clock. It's past our bedtime. What are we going to do? We can't watch Love Island? No. Can we stay up for 30 more minutes and watch Love Island? If we've already started an episode. Okay. If we're like halfway through? Yeah. Great. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, that's not it. That's like the Shark Tank. <laughs> No. Yeah. This is awful. This is awful. Alyssa is never going to let us do this ever again. Yeah. This probably won't happen again. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Sorry if you're fucking miserably bored right now. I hope you enjoyed our weird relationship advice and our hot takes. Massage your partners. Yes. And drink some wine, communicate with each other, and um, don't have sex before marriage. Oh. <laughs> That's the takeaway. <laughs> All right. We can do a little... No, we should do a smooch out. Come here, baby. Okay. Give me a smooch. All right. See you guys on the next one. Mm.